What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Zurich Classic. It is a unique event, so this is going to be a unique preview. We're going to have to look at these guys as members of a team, which provides some interesting challenges, but I think I've done a pretty good job here, so we'll look through all of that information. But before I do so, remember... There is a live chat right here on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday for all your final questions and answers about this very unique event that we have on our hands this week. And then also go to rickrungood.com slash bets uh, if you have not signed up for an account in either William Hill, uh, BetMGM, BetRivers. They're giving away hundreds of dollars, uh, up some of them thousands of dollars in free bets depending on what state you live in. So go to rickrungood.com slash bets for more information and what you might be eligible for. Helps you, helps me, helps them. Michael Scott, win, win, win. All right, I think that's all. Um, let's jump into it. What you're looking at right now is the... Tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. Had to get very creative for this week. Uh, harken back to my spreadsheet golf days. If you were with us here in quarantine, uh, we actually, I, I had a good time. I don't know if anybody actually enjoyed it, but I was simulating hole by hole, round by round, um, event by event during quarantine and it was uh we were making lineups for it it was it was interesting but it really opened my eyes to the possibility of some of these simulations and uh what it has allowed me to do is get down on kind of a shot based level and that's super handy especially for this format where one golfer is going to be taking approximately half of the shots in alternate shot and the other golfer is going to be taking approximately half and then you also have to factor in um the more valuable uh, birdies this week than ever before because birdies are are, are gold. Um, if you make a bogey, it is probably not as detrimental because there's a really good chance that your partner did not make a bogey, right? So to put this into perspective, you know, Ryan Palmer or John Rahm, they probably make a bogey. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Let's just say they make a bogey 15% of the time. Individually, they make a bogey 15% of the time. Well, if you make if, if Ryan Palmer makes a bogey, it's very unlikely that on the same hole, John Rahm also made a bogey playing his own ball. So this is all about birdies. It is all about giving your chance, giving yourself a, a chance at as many looks as possible. So that's kind of what I've factored in for this week. And it should be no surprise that John Rahm and Ryan Palmer uh, won my simulations by by quite a sizable amount. Um, I have them winning this 15.1% of the time. It very closely mimics their 6-1 to one odds that you can get on them. Some places are actually a lot better, 7-1, to 8-1. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's very much in line with what Vegas is thinking. If you can get them at anything over probably about seven and a half to one. That is, um, there is value there. Uh, not a ton, but there is value there. And I think if if you're just looking for a sweat come Sunday, if you're looking for a team that's most likely to be in it, uh, it, it is probably the Rom and Palmer team. I, I did not bet it. I don't necessarily like betting things this short, but um, if they're, they're, they're certainly the team that's most likely to be in this for the long haul. And I'm not sure if I um I might have pointed this out on the DFS video on Monday. I definitely pointed it out on the First Cut podcast, which is the CBS Sports uh, podcast that I host. And it is uh, in regards to Ryan Palmer. You know, he's finished fourth here with Jordan Spieth in 2017. He won this in 2019. 
with John Rahm. Uh, he is a much better player now, which is kind of scary. He makes a ton of birdies. He makes a ton of eagles. Um, never really puts his his opponent or his his part. He's never really going to put his partner out of position. He's great off the tee. He hits a lot of hits a lot of greens. He, he's he's almost the perfect partner here. Next up is Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. This is a team that I'm probably avoiding in a, a, an outright situation. <clears throat> Excuse me, avoiding it in an outright situation, but I, I'm I'm starting to get more interested as the week goes on uh, for DFS, and because I, I think they're going to be very much overlooked. But for for betting, that that doesn't really matter. I've got them here at uh, six and a half to one, some places seven, maybe seven and a half. Um, I don't have them winning that often. I have them winning nine point one percent of the time. It's not often enough to get the job done here. I'm just probably staying away from that situation in general. And then I have Morikawa and Wolf winning at 8.2% of the time. That feels like a lot, especially with the form that Wolf is in right now. Probably not going to touch that either. Starting to get into the guys that I am interested in. The Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler group. Um, I have them winning this 8% of the time. That gives us about a 2% edge compared to their implied odds, which are about 6%. So they're one of the better values that you could bet uh, if you can get that number at about 16 to one or so anything longer, it's going to get any better. It's going to get even better. Um, this is a, a, an incredibly volatile team. They're going to be able to make a ton of birdies, uh, when they get going in the right direction, it's super scary to, to stop them. So I certainly don't mind, uh, this team at all. And they are one of the teams that I actually bet this week. So I've put my hard-earned cash down on the Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler group. And then this this Billy Horschel Sam Burns group is really interesting. You know, they show up as another big va- uh, you know, one of the larger values that I have. Every everybody by, by this point knows Billy Horschel's won this event twice, once as an individual, once as a team member. Everybody knows that Sam Burns is one of the most volatile golfers. That's a good thing in this format because we've seen the upside. So I have them winning this event about six point six percent of the time. I've not bet them yet. Um, there's a chance that by the time we get to Thursday morning, I will, I will get there on them, but I have not pulled the trigger yet. The teams that I think I'm most interested in, um, the Homa Taylor Gooch team is really interesting and they're catching a lot of steam here. They opened up some places at 35. Um, they might be down to, they're down to 28 on DraftKings right now. I think William Hill still had him at around 30. I know Circa had him at, I think even longer than that, 32. So obviously the longer, the better, but this is, they, they really do check off all the boxes. Most people don't realize what a good, um, iron player Taylor Gooch is. And we can pull up Max Homa's numbers here because he's been, uh, he's been on an excellent stretch of golf. He makes, you know, over four birdies around that's 35th on tour. So obviously better than that in this field, he's never really going to put you out of position. We know that these two are actual friends. They get along. This is a really good pairing for both of them. So this is a group that I like that checks all the, off all the boxes. Um, Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd, it's very interesting. They're, they're the team where if you just molded them together, if you made them one player, uh, they'd be excellent on tour. Now that's not how this works, but it is nice that they have complementary skill sets. The one team that I'm really stuck staring at is the Hat and Willett group, um, and I want to do a bit of a deeper dive on these guys. So here's Terrell Hatton's round by round logs, uh, just in the last couple of events, and you can see. Look at the RBC Heritage. Two events he gained four strokes. Or more. Or I'm sorry, two rounds he gained 
four or more strokes. The other two, he lost two or more. This has been a very consistent trend. He did the same thing at the Masters. Two rounds, awesome. Two rounds, bad. Um, you know, the match play. or Well, the match play we'll throw out because it's match play. But, but Players' Championship, same thing. He misses the cut, but he gains three strokes in one round, loses two in another. API goes plus five, plus four, minus one. Minus three, right? I mean, this is just, this is a trend for him where he ca- hasn't been able to put four rounds together, but the two or three rounds that he can, he's, he's awesome. Now you get a guy like Danny Willett, who is a bit more solid, a bit more sound, who can kind of rein in the bad stuff. Uh, that makes this team very interesting to me. It is also a very comfortable pair, right? These guys know each other. They play together a lot. They actually played together at the RBC Heritage for rounds, I want to say three. It might have been three and four. It might have been just three. It might have been just four. But they played together uh, late in that uh, in that tournament as well. So this is a very interesting team to me because of the one guy's incredible upside, incredible downside, and maybe Willett can just kind of temper it a little bit. So I, I really do think that team is very interesting. And then let's be real. This is certainly a week to Im- be embracing the long shots. Um let me point out a couple of, really, of of them really quick. Depending on what number you can get, Keegan Bradley and um, and, and Brandon Steele, uh, both better ball strikers. Keegan, you know, top ten in in tee to green at the moment, and uh, Steele's putter has been better. Neesmith and Seifert. This is a pretty interesting squad. I like Seifert. He's made five cuts in a row. Played well at the Honda Classic. Uh, Neesmith, great iron player. I think if these guys can give themselves enough looks, they are super deep. Some places are a hundred to one. I have them here in the in the predictor at seventy to one. You can probably get better numbers on that. Uh, the other interesting name, and this is really deep down the list, but I'll tell you from experience. I don't even know if I can find them. It's Seamus Power and David Hearn. Um, David Hearn is let's let's just pull him up here. He's a great putter and has been for a long time. And putting in formats like this is super important. You can either, you know, they're not playing a scramble, but like, you know, if he can if he can be if he can get his ball in the cup first, um that kind of loose that that frees up your partner to kind of do different things. Also, uh you know, in alternate in alternate shot, being a really good putter comes in handy. He loses a ton of strokes off the tee. Uh, but it is not because he is wild. It is just because he is very short. He's 211th on tour in distance, but he's 15th in accuracy. So the fact that you know he's not going to kill you off the tee, he's just going to be short. He he is paired up with Seamus Power, who they have actually played together uh, thrice here, I believe. In the last two, they've gone fifth and tenth. And I'll tell you what, I watched Seamus Power last week. He played on the Corn Ferry Tour last week. He was out here at Paiute in Vegas. He finished fourth or fifth, something like that. But I watched, I followed him around for a while. He was striping it. Um, He's like the slowest player I've ever watched play, but he was absolutely striping it. And I'm wondering if they can rekindle some of that magic they've had here um, with, with power playing well, Hearn being a kind of a specialist in one area. This would be a, a very, a long shot. Like, right. You can probably get these guys. Let me see what like their top 10 number might be. Yeah, they're, they're, they're 10 to 1 to finish inside the top 10, right? I'm not saying they're going to win this golf tournament. That's 150 to 1. But uh, a top 10 is 10 to 1. Top 20 is probably 5 to 1, something like that. So uh, an interesting team if you're looking for a flyer further down the board. All right, let's do some one and done. So um, the run good one and done, which I'll give you an update on here, is is getting very competitive at the top. Not thanks to me, but Caster Joshua 
is in the lead over Nash the Flash, Chappy Chaps, Graybo, and Ugree. They're the only five over 10 million. We started back at the beginning of the season. And I cannot stress enough, um, know the rules of your one and done. Uh, all of them are probably going to be different. The way that I do it at, at, at mine is uh, you, you can pick... Any golfer you have not picked and you get access to his teammates. So, for example, if you want to pick Ryan Palmer this week, as long as you haven't used him, you can pick him and you get the amount of money that he earns. Um, some places will make you have to either burn both golf. So, like, for example, if you've used, if you have not used Ryan Palmer and you have used John Rom, their partners, that's okay. In my one and done, you just have to take Palmer. In some, you might have to have both partners eligible or when you pick a golfer you might burn both guys so know what your rules are um and how you're going to handle that so uh that my, my one and done and, and the assumption that i'm kind of running with is that you know you have a lot of guys available to you so this is a pretty good week to go out you know if you haven't used billy horschel right you're kind of looking for you're kind of looking for uh either specialists or guys that you're not going to use who are partnered up. The obviously ideal guy is to play Ryan Palmer. That's, that's the ideal guy. The other interesting guys would be, you know, use Sam Burns because you get access to Billy Horschel and you also, this is a good format, like for both of them. Um, you know, even like a Brendan Todd, you get access to Chris Kirk and this is a pretty good format for them. If you really wanted to use, Tony Finau this week using Cam Champ would be the play, right? Because you're probably never going to use Cam Champ and you want to get access to Tony Finau. So you got to consider what you're actually doing. I mean, you could, you could, in theory, if you trust this team enough, use Matthew Wolf and get access to Morikawa. They're the fourth shortest odds. That would be pretty good. If you trust Vegas, if you trust that Wolf has might be able to figure it out in this format, I might not be there yet, but that would be like, you're looking for it's uh, someone in the Slack channel said, it's almost like a, um, I'm going to butcher this almost like a coupon. Like it, it's a, a buy Ryan Palmer, get John Rom coupon. Like that's, that's like the, we're looking for the best, most valuable coupon we can find. And I'm just trying to point out some of the bigger, the bigger discrepancies. Like, wouldn't this be a perfect time to use Taylor Gooch? You're never going to use Taylor Gooch. This is a really good format for him. So I think there's an absolute ton of options here just because of volatility. The fact that you only have to pick one of these guys. For the, for the most part, you're probably not going to use a lot of these guys. So I would probably rank them like this. Um, you know, all things considered, Ryan Palmer's got to be your number one choice. Um, Sam Burns is not bad. I don't mind that. I might have already used him in the swing season, so that that's out the door. Um, Gooch is very interesting to use. And then I think if you were trying to chase, Matthew Wolf would be an interesting chase option because I, I don't think people are going to go. They're not going to burn Morikawa because he's stuck with Wolf and they're not going to want to play Wolf if they're in the lead. So I think, I think that would be an interesting option. Uh, the other thing is this is a, it's like a million 50,000 for each guy. Uh, so it's, 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 it's pretty big, right? Especially if you can make the cut, it's 80 teams down to 35, um, very volatile stuff. So should be fun. Should be interesting. Let me know what you're going to do from a one and done standpoint. I think that's, I think that's the most interesting situation uh, that we have this week. More interesting than the outright market. But uh, yeah, let me know. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon.